he was, uh, you probably know the story, but when the Falcons traded away our future, all those picks for Julio, we made that offer to Cincinnati and they said, nope, we're taking AJ Green. So we packaged him up and gave gave him all to the Browns and they said, yep. So we took Julio. Right. You never know how things are going to work out. No, no, the draft is all these experts you see on TV and you're thinking, it's all a crapshoot. <laughs> right? I mean, I give you uh, Achilles Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, David Klingler. David Klingler, yep. I was just yeah. going to say, yep. Klingler, like over 50 NCAA records. He got <laughs> here and, you know, he couldn't sustain a 20-yard drive. <laughs> and, and threw more interceptions than TD. So, yeah, yeah. you never know. You never know. Eddie, you're you're blowing the curve on you not knowing a, a damn thing. This is unacceptable <laughs> on your part. Right, this is the Bengals. That's it. <laughs> Don't worry, but I'll pick up the slack on that. <laughs> not knowing anything. Look at you all in with your supporting the postal service. <laughs> Just found this the other day. It's my dad's. I stole stole it from him a while ago. But that's uh, great. That's, yeah, that's a cool hat. Did he work for the post service? Yeah, he was a letter carrier for like 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, Super well, cool. it kind of gives us, I probably shouldn't wear it. Huh? I can't see my face. It looks good, dude. All right, it's, it's 59 minutes. Oh, right at, okay, I'm going to try to get launch live. Aaron, just tell me when we're on, and then we'll add Brian when he comes. I'm looking for your fan page, right? Yeah. Okay. Aaron, what's with all the keyboards? Say what? What's with all the keyboards? I would be a music producer pretty soon after this Fireside Craps to Deuce drops. I think we're on, Aaron. Can you confirm that? Um, I can't hey, tell. If, are we? I can't <laughs> tell if we're on. Uh, I don't see anything on Facebook. It, it would. It wouldn't be right if it wasn't one of us going. Are I we know. live? <laughs> Are we on? Page. Yeah, I don't see anything on Facebook. You think okay, you got it all clicked it. right? Hold on. It's tradition. <laughs> Unlike any other. <laughs> So we'll just talk for 45 minutes or so about what happened in the draft. Keep it light. If you guys have anything in particular you want to do, we can do that. I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons social media. Da, da, da. <laughs> the Georgia Bulldog that's now on my team. And um, I, I do want to talk about ES, the, the actual... Uh, it's streaming now live on Facebook. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the uh, the second ever Quick Snaps Roundtable. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're going to get, uh, I think we're going to get Brian Miller in here. Let's see if that's in there. Do, do, do. Allow him to talk, promote to panelists. Where are you, Brian Miller? Margaret Moynihan. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's my wife's name. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. There he is. Brian hey. Miller, everybody. Google Chrome All right. struggles. All right, let's go around the horn here and introduce people. I'm Kostaki Economopoulos. Uh, we got Aaron Hodges, uh, co-host of Quick Snaps, the podcast. Come check us out wherever you get your podcasts. All free. Uh, uh, my brother, Andreas, in the Falcons hat there. Um, uh, Brian Miller just joining us. Doesn't know what time it is in Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> great comic, great writer, great contributor to Quick Snaps. And yes, uh, an old friend of the podcast, Eddie Barry. We talked him into joining us. He was, he was a little hesitant. Wow. We had some technical problems. And, and then as, as soon as he got here, he's been wowing us with uh, NFL information. And now he's got a glass of wine. Life looks good down there, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, well, this podcast needed the, the view of a biochemist that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's what we've been lacking so we're glad you're here you're just south of cincinnati is that right that's correct yes oh cool i i feel like i met you in louisville is that possible i met you in uh, lexington okay and uh comedy off broadway yeah oh that's right that's right that's what i meant to say that's the club that i had in my mind's eye when i said louisville yeah well, of yeah it's all kentucky i love that club that's uh both of those cities are underrated, despite their, uh, you know, I think because they're in Kentucky, people are like, ah, they're both great yeah, cities. Right. Brian, I'm from Kentucky, so from yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can confirm. <laughs> That's right, you're from Paducah, right? Yeah, Paducah indeed. Yeah. <laughs> we got two Georgia boys here looking down our noses at Kentucky. That's <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we want to do, uh, we did a podcast with sort of the pre-draft jokes or whatever, and we want to do a uh, roundtable here with the post-draft analysis and kind of hanging out and discussing a little bit. Let's do a couple of uh, plugs off the top here. Um, NowhereComedyClub.com, a show featuring me, the only show I have booked. Uh, I actually have a few shows booked, but not for a long time. It's the only one anywhere soon. It's uh, NowhereComedyClub.com, May 7th, Thursday night, here coming up in about a week and a half. Uh, tickets are only 10 bucks, and it's, cool. it's actually like this. It sounds terrible for comedy, but I've done a short set, and I've watched a longer one, and it weirdly kind of works. It's pretty good. Um, they even have a virtual bouncer that can go through and mute people who have too much ambient noise, like a kid screaming or watching TV or whatever. Ah, you so, uh, so come check that out. Uh, <laughs> uh wednesday nights right here exactly where you're watching right now uh the facebook fan page we're going to be doing uh, fantasy throwback for the foreseeable future on wednesdays um that's a fantasy game show that's fun and well, great andreas show a, check it out great show andreas was a contestant aaron enjoys it uh we'll get you guys on at some point uh to be uh guests all right, on to the draft. The draft is, I just saw this on Facebook uh, memories. I love, a, I love a joke that I forgot about that makes me laugh. The draft has been held annually since 1936, like Bob Barker's penis. All right. <laughs> Can I ask you about that one? <laughs> sure. Are you saying that Bob Barker's penis only gets held once a year? I'm saying it's a birthday thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just Bob to, Barker? I know, he seems like an odd target. 
trying, you're trying to think of an old, colorful guy who's been around, has a penis that could be held since 36. That's Yeah, but he, as far as old guys go, he's about as charismatic as it gets. You think that Bob Barker couldn't have his choice of ladies? He could get laid anytime he wants with that, that slim-ass microphone. And just he has lots of puppies. Himself. He's got access to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they're chick magnets. <laughs> Worst ever fix a joke. Uh, what? <laughs> give me a... Give me a better press. I, I immediately thought of um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, King, Larry King. But he he's been married like thirty times, so he gets at least yeah. at least his penis is held on honeymoon nights. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sorry to be a buzzkill. Okay, that's why we're here. Uh, how's the backdrop look? I, mean, I got a new thing. I Looks a, great, man. You're becoming a real champ. I got a new light. I got a thing. I got look. I can't. I'm very fast. If I move, to, I'm too fast for digital. <laughs> all right well, what effect is that <laughs> it's the effect that got me drafted in the seventh round of the uh, <laughs> um all right let's discuss the draft it was uh look, give you some quick numbers here ratings up 35 percent over last year's draft 55 million viewers over the three-day period uh the nfl draft routinely beats the nba playoffs in uh ratings uh, especially this year uh <laughs> The draft-a-thon raised over $100 million for COVID relief. So uh, a pretty pretty big win for the NFL. I'm surprised that uh, they just went barreling through, and it seemed to come off. I mean, there were some technical glitches here and there, but I thought Trey Wingo was great. And I, as a nerd NFL fan, I was thrilled to just watch some highlight packages and talk about football for a while. What did you guys think? Loved it. Well, usually I think the draft is too um, elaborate, you know? It's like too much pageantry. And this, this was the one year that I was like, sure, pageantry, make it longer. I have nowhere else to go. It could have yeah. been way more blown out this year almost. This is how it should be every year when there's other competition. Right. I, I, I was intrigued by the – I didn't expect to like this part, but I liked seeing the GMs and the coaches with their kids and in their houses and, they, like, the you know, the kids being drafted and they're – weird whatever place they're in they're mm -hmm. they find the nicest house in the neighborhood <laughs> I don't know. whatever they're doing it's i i kind of liked it it was there's so much uh variation from place to place and i thought it was pretty cool so much to do an analysis of the coaches homes just from like an interior decorator perspective <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> i'd like that I'd actually like to see you do that, Brian. I, I, <laughs> I think that would be really fun. Like, uh, did you see Cliff Clifterson? Is that his name? I forget his last name. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah. His yeah, there, there, there's, already people, yeah, there's already people building Lego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It looked just like it. I, I loved it. And the, and the other one, actually, the notable one was your guy, Mike Zimmer, with all the animal heads on the wall. And it was very. Yeah, uh, that's Mike Zimmer. <laughs> I know. He's plenty of room for animal heads because there's no championship trophies to get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> you better not make fun of my home because <laughs> my home is very nice. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> um, what's the background we're looking at for you there, Eddie? What's what? What are you? Where? What room are you in? I'm in my my man cave, my computer room. That's cool. And so what you see, Dave. I'm jealous. Sort of like Gene Hackman's office in the conversation. <laughs> it's it's a total me room, you know. That's so great. All, all of the 
my uh, big numbers from all the races I've been in, uh, peanuts thing, and uh, bingo shit, red stuff, you know. What kind of races are you in? Uh, I've done uh, 11 full marathons. Wow. And uh, just countless other ones. Oh, my goodness. Half, so. It's all running, though? Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to, like, let me find out you're a race car driver or something. That's what I was waiting for. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they wear bibs in that. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, I mean, this, here's a dumb guy question, Eddie. How do you, how do you train for a marathon? How do you go from, I can run a couple of miles today to, I can run 26 in a day? That seems like a insurmountable thing to be able to do. Yeah. Well, if you look at it like that, then it is surmountable. You just have to gradually uh, build your mileage up, you know? You just increase like a 10% each time. And before you know it, you're up 16, 17 miles. And then the confidence kicks in and you start to think, well, if I can make 17, I can certainly make 26.2. And then, you know, you, the desire has to be there too. Wow. You know? so, I could use you yeah, in my head when I'm doubting myself. <laughs> well, <and> there's, <laughs> there's crazy people who do ultra marathons, which is yeah, two marathons a row, conse yeah, immediately uh, consecutive. Yeah, what are you trying to prove at that point? Come on. <laughs> well, you got to get back to marathon for sure. you report the news in Athens. You know, you got to get home. Do you think marathon runners sneer when they see the guys with the like 52.8 stickers? Like, oh, what an asshole. The way that everybody else does when they see marathon guys. <laughs> you know, I respect anybody who's out there trying. Anybody who's out there putting one foot in front of the other one. I'm trying to run and, and you know work that's good i agree uh, i do it for my head as much as for the hill mm -hmm. so. i did five miles today oh you cool did? yeah it feels good right absolutely yeah i i wrestled a one-year-old who would needed a nap does that count for anything <laughs> <laughs> no i i orchestra helped orchestrate a game day with my family that was that was my big hey that was fun that was fun we did a uh, fibbage. You guys ever played fibbage? That seems like the kind of thing you would do, Brian. No, I don't know. Oh, fibbage is great. How do you describe fibbage address? It, it's on your it's on your laptop, so it's it's software, and it's basically all in one game where the laptop runs the game, and then you use your wireless device to log in and then help write questions or answers to the game. And it's funny, and it's it's actually perfect for all ages. Like my, we played a couple games because Stikey's family won the first game and my son won the second game. So it's not like Trivial Pursuit where you're going to get trounced if you're, you know, yeah. years old. It's, it's a little Mad Libsy where you fill in the blank and then there's a real answer and you all have fake answers. You get points for getting people to guess yours and you get, a, you get points for guessing the right one. It's the same people that do uh, You Don't Know Jack. You Don't Know Jack, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and it's actually the same announcer. Didn't uh, I play that at your house the one time? In did you host that? <laughs> it's great. It's like the bald guy, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the bald guy? Me? Jack. Oh, I don't know. I'm about to be. You don't know Jack? <laughs> I can't stand my hair anymore. It's driving me crazy. So Are is everybody happy with the uh, with the draft picks that they got that the team got? That's a good point. Let's go. Let's go by teams. We got we got representatives of four different teams here, right? 
I got the Giants, and uh, so they took a Georgia boy, big offensive lineman in the first round. So he's I guess solid. I got to be happy about that. He's good. Um, Tell me about him being good. Oh yeah, yeah. The guys you don't never you don't know their names. That's who you want, right? The big, <laughs> that's right. The big uglies. Yeah, he he rated really high. So that was kind of yeah. a no brainer. And actually, you got Mr. Irrelevant, also a Georgia player. That's right. Yep, Mr. Trey. Irrelevant. Yep. Tay Crowder. Mr. Irrelevant's the nickname for the last guy drafted. Trey Crowder. Isn't that the redneck guy? Tay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Slightly different redneck name. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess it's good because uh, I was thinking um, he, uh, Gettleman, who was wearing a mask in his own home, that was yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they won and then he got so much shit about it he took it off yeah he was wearing a mask at his own home but i saw he was getting a little crap about maybe reaching for this guy and it gave me some some thoughts about you know sometimes i approach like fantasy football where i just want to screw up the other people's picks that i think they want like for instance i'll take julio jones instead of you know antonio brown or something like that in a fantasy draft <laughs> And hoping that that'll be the pick that puts me over the edge. And uh, I think maybe that's what Gettleman was doing. I hope not. I hope that this guy is actually really, really good and, and worth that pick. But we'll see. That's cool. Yeah, the experts. I got the experts. To... Go ahead. No, the experts seem to like that pick. And you want me to go Falcons, bro? Yeah, I'm just going to tell you the the uh, the the Sports Illustrated uh, grade grades on the drafts. Uh, Giants B. Falcons B plus. All right. Vikings A minus. <clears throat> Patriots C plus. Just for just for fun. Yes. There. Yes. <laughs> um, I I broadly the Bengals have been widely praised for their draft. So I didn't I didn't write scribble down the grade, but I think they got an A as well. Um, yeah, go ahead, Andreas. Talk, walk us through the Falcons. I, I yeah. was praying for defense for pretty much every pick, and that's that's what we got, really. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the with Thomas Dimitrov, the rumors are always – he's always moved up or often moved up. So the local media here got everybody in a frenzy of moving up. I mean, all the way to, like, Chase Young moving up, which would have been a terrible idea because you wouldn't have had any picks left and probably giving away a pick for next year. So when they didn't move up, all the guys that we wanted – Defensive tackle, uh, Javon Kinlaw. Shanahan pulled him two picks right before us. Derek Brown went. So there wasn't really much left in taking the uh, the corner that we got, um, the Clemson kid. So J.J. Terrell, so A.J. Terrell, J.J. Terrell. And then with our second pick, we got a big guy to go next to um, uh, Grady on the inside. And he's, he's like Derek Brown. He's an Auburn kid, can line up. Two different spots. Yeah, big guy. So, Marlon. So, he'll be good. And and then we kept going, you know, corners and safeties. And then, inevitably, you know, you get the fourth or fifth round guy you never heard of, an inside linebacker. And then the very last pick we had in the seventh round, we took a punter. A punter. <laughs> What's more really? fun than watching punter highlight packages? I, I'm actually surprised that punters aren't better in the NFL. It doesn't seem – very hard to punt it out of bounds. Like kickers, like kickers, I get it. You're not allowed to kick it out of bounds on a kickoff, but like you have the whole field to aim and you can kick it out of bounds. Why can't you kick it out of bounds again? Scholarship athlete here. It's a good point. He's a, he's a soccer player. I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought the same thing. We got to get Pat McAfee on the phone and figure out why this is so hard. 
Well, I think it's a question of trying to maximize the yardage that you get before it goes out of bounds. But if you get no return, it's worth giving up a few yards, right? There's no penalty yeah. to kick it out of bounds. I've never kick understood why they don't kick court. it out every time. Right. Hey, I don't either. I have no clue. I can imagine you just point that way and you kick it. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Well, that's so, a shank if you're trying to kick it out of bounds and it goes right down the middle of the field. That's just a shank. That's all that happens. Yeah. And you got to run back for a touchdown. That's got to be happen. the answer, right? The, 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 you know, the variance is pretty wide on a kick. And so if you're off by a little bit, you I mean it could be like a 15-yard kick and then yeah. you're screwed. Right. The error gets propagated. You mentioned Javon Kinlaw, Andreas. I, I, they said in the broadcast that he was not academically qualified for South Carolina. And I was like, Oof. how does he work the door to get out of his own house? How could that <laughs> possibly be true? <laughs> he had to go to junior college for a year to transfer. What is the minimum amount of grades you have to have to play football for South Carolina? It's, it's, it's you, you remember last imagine. chance you, right? I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you kids don't qualify. That's a good question. We don't hear about those kids, I guess, very often. Is there a big pile of kids that can't get into SEC programs? I mean, what is what? What do you need? A one point four? What is the what's the barrier? <laughs> I think that's how you get into the XFL. <laughs> I remember uh, one time because I played uh, soccer in college for the one year that I went at Ramapo. And this is one of my favorite stories. The, the coach is such a character. His name was Pepe Pintone. And he was the coach of the, um, the New York Cosmos when Pele was there. Oh, yeah. He's a real character. And he was, he was angry with some of the players. They weren't going to class or whatever. So we were like all stretching. And he was like, what, he's, what are you doing? He goes, Anybody could get good grades at Ramapo College. I could take, I could take a donkey, wrap a rope around his neck, have him stick his head in class, and he get a D. <laughs> That's a pretty good pep talk. <laughs> That's a good point. But Javon Kinlaw cannot. He can't, can't get in. Apparently, I guess, you know, it's harder than uh, Ramapo <laughs> College, I guess. <laughs> Did you see Dion, by the way? He's, Dion's got a big old gray beard now, and he's sitting in a big felt chair. It's like, it's like uh, <laughs> past his prime time. That's his new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I, I imagine that ABC and ESPN were going to have the exact same thing since they're both owned by the same company. And I watched ABC the first night and then compared notes with my friend. And he was like, oh, AB ABC was all the college. Kirk Herbstreet, uh, David Pollack, it was all the college guys. And ESPN was the Mel Kuyper crew. So it was literally like completely different crews. So the second day I went, switched over to watch ESPN and saw the normal, usual NFL suspects. Kind of interesting. Would you like? Would you? I, I think I would. I prefer the Kuiper Wingo kind of crowd, right? Yeah, it was better. The college guys give you better. Uh, they've got they've got the the sadder stories, you know, the 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 story of the sister that got killed in a car crash. Oh, like, goodness, there were so yeah, and I was so heavy, so heavy on that. It was. It reminded me of the Olympics this year. There were so many like, and then his dad died, <laughs> fell into the street. <laughs> 
slipped in some gravel. Yeah, and, and, yeah, then, and we, then they, and then half, during half those stories, they, you know, they're at their own house and somebody hands them their baby. And I'm like, wait, right. these I couldn't believe how many of these players already had babies. Right. That's the other end of the spectrum from, I don't know, say me. <laughs> <laughs> what was that with the music this time? Was it, they do that every year? The musical interludes? I don't think so. I think that was new, right? Yeah, we could do without that. So I got there playing three chords on the I guitar. Agree. I actually kind of like some of the human interest stories. Like they seemed to find, it was almost like they gave someone the job to find weird fact about every dude. <laughs> like, uh, they just had some funny nicknames and there were like a, a handful of like really unusual quirky anecdotes about the guys, which I, I like that stuff. Give us some color. There was some I'm always skeptical nicknames. though, cause like, do you think the last comic standing it were like, you know, in last comic <laughs> standing, they would just like assign you a personality trait that you don't do. Like I have a friend who did very well on that show and he's very wealthy because he does very well, wealthy enough because he does very well at college gigs and like uh, pretend to be a dog walker. And so they just like filmed him walking some dogs and wrote this backstory about he's a hardworking dog walker. Like, you don't have a dog. <laughs> so they want so badly to build a story. It's crazy. Uh, there's one kid named- You think they're uh, handing random babies to people just for human interest stories? <laughs> <laughs> just keep handing them more babies? Like how many babies does this guy have? <laughs> there was one guy that had a, that was a bone marrow uh, 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 a donor. Uh, yeah, for his sister. And they actually theorized that that's why he had a bit of a slow start to the next season, which I'd never, it didn't occur to me that it would affect you in that way, but they suggested that maybe it did. Um, there was a dude Where named you... Baby Barack because he's got all these political aspirations. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, Baby Barack sounds like a nightmare for uh, Donald Trump, like a Chucky style, like, ah, Baby Barack. <laughs> um, I liked it. I, I thought there was. I thought it was well done. I think Wingo's great. I mean, they clearly had some technical things here and there, but for the most part, I mean, Mel Kuyper. I wish I was as remotely as good at anything as Mel Kuyper is at talking about the draft and the enthusiasm and the knowledge and the, mm -hmm. he gets so much information into these tiny little windows. It's uh, it's an impressive skill set for sure. Um, all right, you want to go around? I'm surprised I never saw Tom Brady like accidentally stumble into one of the players' homes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what a great story that is! First, he gets kicked out of a park, and then he goes into the wrong house. What are you, 92 years old? What are you doing? I've done that before, by the way. You've done that. My dad has moved a zillion times, and we went to one of his new houses, and he pulled in front of the house, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta get some stuff out of the car. Go on in." And I walked in and I sat down and I was like, hey, got a lot of new stuff, you know? And then I was like, eh, my dad doesn't have a computer. And then I heard this woman start screaming and I ran out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm like Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, just like Tom Brady. Don't mind me, ma'am. I'm just trying to get a human interest story for the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> I her baby and ran off. <laughs> well, you know, Tom Brady is one of the best, you know, you, uh, when it comes to anything, including neighbor's doors, if uh, you're open, he's going to find you. He's, he's yeah. <laughs> I thought he had carte blanche down there. It's called Tampa Bay, isn't it? It's Tampa Bay. Yes. Yeah. He it's can just do whatever worst. he wants. If you want to keep Tom here. Brady away from your house, you hang carbs in the doorway. <laughs> like a vampire thing. <laughs> Red peppers. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's, I, I, I want to get your take on a couple of other things quickly. Um, 
Jameis to the Saints was a headline today. So weird. That doesn't make any sense. They already have too many quarterbacks. <laughs> it's it's so weird. I, I don't even because they're paying Taysom Hill. They just re-signed him to like a two-year. They're overpaying Taysom Hill. They're paying him like ten million a year. Right. Right. It's crazy. And he and he doesn't even throw the ball. He's not. Oh, Taysom Hill makes me mad. We don't have to cover that again, Aaron. Um, Jameis is going to get traded. He'll get traded. So they just sign him in order to park him and then trade him to somebody when there's an injury? Is that the, is it like a strategic thing? They're not going to use him? Or they I mean, want him to be the quarterback next year when Breeze is a broadcaster? Like, what is flipping him. It's like real estate. <laughs> it's one or the weird. Other. It doesn't make any sense to me. If yeah, I one or the other is going to get traded. Or Cam, I feel like I would just wait. Wait for the Patriots or an injury. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not going to be your second stringer. Get out of here. This yeah, were you, were you surprised the Patriots didn't use one of their picks on a quarterback at yes, all? Yes, that seems crazy to me. And then Green Bay used their first pick. They traded up with their first pick to pick a quarterback. The whole That whole – I was texting on my friends like, what am I missing here? They need receivers in the deepest receiver class – in the history of the NFL draft, they didn't take a receiver. Right. It makes no sense at all. I totally see why Aaron would be pissed. I Somebody tweeted, uh, Aaron's going to treat uh, Jordan Love like family. <laughs> That's, <a funny> one. <laughs> That's great. I wish I wrote that line. <laughs> And actually, it's not Jordan's fault. It's the you can, if you're mad at at anybody, it's the it's the team. You know, they did something to help the team long run, not the team now. Which has got to be off putting to a Hall of Fame quarterback who's trying to win one now. Well, and the coach, right? That means it wasn't the coach's decision because the coach, every coach in the NFL is trying to win now, or else they lose their job. So to to pick a guy that's going to matter three, four years from now doesn't help you today, tomorrow, right? And, and and even the Eagles pick, like like Doug Peterson looked giddy after taking Jalen Hurts, and they, he was the second round pick. Are they saying they're going to put him in packages with Carson Wentz, or they're not sure? Like, why are you picking him in the second round? Is that a Taysom Hill type thing? They're trying think, to do. I think you just you know that you have a great quarterback when he's on the field, and he's not on the field a lot, so. Why not spend a little extra capital to make sure you've got a good backup is what it seems like to me. Because it's not like he doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers thing where he's old-ish. He's just getting started. That seems weird to have a quarterback, you know, spend a lot of capital on a quarterback there. Right. But, you know, it worked with Foles. Foles is one of the best backups in the league, and they knew that at the time. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's one of the best quarterback backup. rankings? Nah, he had a he had a lucky run. He's not that good. He's way overrated. He was a Pro Bowler like five years ago. He's had a couple of lucky runs. You know, he's got a he's a little cutlery. He's got very high ceiling and a low floor, right? What number is he, Aaron? Oh, I forget where I ranked them. Your but rankings? It it's was not high. It's not high. It's definitely in the late twenties to. You got him below RG three. That's for sure. <laughs> No one put RG3 higher in a quarterback ranking. You know you. what, sir? You know, I'm with all due respect, sir, <laughs> sir, with all due respect, just wait till Lamar Jackson gets injured and RG3 becomes the new Nick Foles. How about that? All right. <laughs> hey, hey we at in the man cave. What's happening? 
Oh, we got kitties. All the, there's cat people all over the screen right now. <laughs> this is Alice. Hi, Alice. Say hi. All hi, three hi. of you, dude. Our three Hold of you, on. Dude. I'll go get my guy. <laughs> hey, we didn't we didn't ask Brian how he liked I thought Minnesota did really well. <laughs> you know, I don't know as much about it. It was nice to get a, a receiver, and then um, they traded that pick out. They dropped six picks. The Niners got – did you think – was that a smart move for the Niners to trade up for that – for their receiver, you think? Yeah, I don't. I, the guy they picked, I so know nothing good. about him because he's from the small school. Mm -hmm. And then, because I've got a buddy who's a Vikings fan, because you guys got Justin Jefferson right afterwards. Yep, Justin Jefferson. Yep. Yeah, who played? I mean, anytime you're getting a kid from an SEC school, you never know, but you have to feel a little more comfortable than somebody who played it. Where was the other kid? Temple or somewhere? TCU. The guy mm -hmm. he went the pick right ahead of yours. Um, but it was a small school. Same thing. I can't say anything. We were, you know, Roddy White came from University of Alabama at Birmingham. So there's some weird ones once in a while that work out really well. Did you see the number of SEC kids that got picked this year? It was crazy. It was crazy. It was a record for the first round. And then it, it, I think it was a record for all the rounds too. Yeah. LSU had, LSU had 14 players picked. How is that possible that you have 14 NFL-ready players in one year? That's crazy. Uh, these four colleges had seven players picked. Tell me which school doesn't fit. Clemson, Georgia, Florida, or Utah? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of surprising, right? That's a fun very healthy in Utah. That's surprising. <laughs> Utah had a good year. They had a good year. <laughs> I went to Utah. Everybody looks like they've never been touched. Everybody's like still in the box. Nobody's had a drink. Nobody's gotten laid. Everybody looks hermetically sealed. They're so healthy. <laughs> Makes sense to me. They're basically 12-year-olds. Still in the box. It's a funny phrase. Well, I actually heard them talking about, I forget who it was on day three, that they, the, his draft stock went back up after the new CBA because he was like a notorious pot smoker that couldn't stay out of trouble. But he was like physically gifted. And they actually said, this was the perfect year to get drafted because they're not concerned about that as much. That's interesting. <laughs> why would, why are they not concerned this about, because they finally, it's not. They a, said you, you can smoke now, right? Right. So you're saying my draft stock is up. <laughs> <laughs> but they're worried about suspensions, not being irresponsible and flaky or whatever. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. But it's good they finally did something with that rule. It, but it's still it's still against the rules. It's just sort of de-emphasized. What did they do exactly? Do you know? I, don't I think know. they said that they're not going to test for it anymore. I think. They, it's I like think your parents' house after you move to college. Something that's almost useless. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's about time. I mean, it's ridiculous that it would be anyway. All right. Um, Anything else team-wise? You guys, uh, what else do we need Falcon-wise, Andreas? What do you What do you think is left to do? Yeah, I mean, we didn't have a ton of picks. We we had a um, we gave away our second round to get Hayden Hurst, but we had the extra second round when we gave when we traded Sanu to the Patriots. Right. So the last couple rounds, we had two fourths this year and no fifth. So I thought it would overall again. The fans here on day one were not happy. And then after the draft was said and done, it looked like the fans were a little more content. Are, is every 
is every fan base miserable on the on the Facebook fan page? Is that just the way it is with every city? That's a good news here. I do feel Wait. like negative comments are more likely to be shared in a social media environment. Like, like yeah. if you, glad you know, if you're upset about something, you're more likely to get involved, right? Yeah, I think for the Giants specifically too, the fan base has been crying about the offensive line for years. It's always the offensive line. It's always the offensive line. And then they draft an offensive lineman and they're like, well, maybe we should have, you know, did this guy or that guy. It's like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to sit in the dark and complain about your team. Right? And did you see the Patriots draft though, the kicker? I the saw him. Washer? Yeah, yeah. I saw him uh, take a – he swung, like he didn't take any step. I'll try to demonstrate it for you, but he just stood here like this and just swung his hip and kicked it 50 yards without stepping. Well, did you also see he's a, a militia member? Oh, oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that. he's an insane yeah. person. He has all these anti-government tattoos that are from the Three Percenters, which is a radical group that believes in taking down the government and uh, – let's say that the Venn diagram of them and people who don't like people who aren't white looks kind of like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Specific parts of the government these people want to take down. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess he's, it's right that he's uh, on the Patriots then, I guess. Well, initially, he, yeah, right. Initially yeah. he said, they asked him about him. He said, well, they're just random tattoos. Like, what kind of an asshole tattoo artist is somebody who's like, just give me something. You're like, all right, here's a clan tattoo or whatever. Yeah. Do you think the teams have a right to know what tattoos you have? I mean, it's it's not like it's uh, on his uh, upper thigh or anything. I mean, they're right on his arm. It's like blood and liberty and all this, all this you know. It looks like what uh, Sean Hannity thinks his arms look like. <laughs> but that's weird, right? There's just going to be this right-wing militia man who's just like kicking some balls or whatever. And you know how you know he's creepy. I went to his Twitter. Nothing about politics. Really? All, he's so political. He has it tattooed on his arms. But his Twitter, he doesn't say anything about it. That means it's well, so bad you can't put it on Twitter. Well, he might have cleaned it up. But yeah, he, he probably cleaned it up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He well, maybe that's true. Yeah, that's right. But I, I was going to say, he's backed away from that a little bit. But I, you know, you you have to. Whether you Can you just to. opt out of the three percenter militia that easily? I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. Blood in, blood out, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Is that something that you, are are they vetting guys for stuff like that? They must, right? I mean, the, yeah. The, the picture I mean, that I saw, I mean, it was right on the right on his arm. And it's not, it wasn't. It's huge. Public. Yeah. I mean, you think they would—they wouldn't draft a guy with like a, with a clan tattoo on his arm, right? You think that would be clearly they'd be like, "Oh, that's bad PR." So like, we're, this isn't quite that. I mean, it's not that, but it is kind of strange. Yes, right. Uh, CTE. That's it. Say CTE. CTE. Yeah. yeah. Early. <laughs> Already. Yeah. Rush. My dad used to say, "Beat the rush, flunk out early." <laughs> <laughs> Theology professor comedy. Um, <laughs> all right, what else uh, draft wise? Um, there's so then all the all the guys that aren't picked go into a pile, and then there's phone calls and people moving around, and Rodrigo gets signed, and mm-hmm. uh, Randy Moss's kid gets signed, and everyone who did get didn't get drafted. So these guys have they've got these ongoing gigantic lists, and they're studying players full time all year long. So. They know who's out there, and then they're making deals with them as soon as the draft is over to try to get their like, get some guys in that they like and put them on practice squads and see what they 
but they can't, there's no, I just read this article today, 20 more teams starting virtual off-season programs Monday. Like, what does that mean? Are they, they doing leading jumping jacks on the computer? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, that must be <laughs> it, right? It's virtual training. Ah, I think I got a shot at the NFL this year. If that's, if we do some virtual training. <laughs> I think Eddie Barry's uh, more likely to get in the NFL. He's running marathons. <laughs> That's true. He can at least return. I actually tried so. to play high school football. I lasted about a week. What, what position were you playing? I was a, a receiver. Okay. Did you get laid yeah. out or something? What happened? Yes, I did. Okay. That was enough. I was pretty skinny. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to run. <laughs> Hey, Andreas, you never tried out. Did you ever try out to be the kicker of the high school team? No, I never did. We had a, a kid who was two years older than me that played soccer, and he was our kicker. And that that offense we ran literally never kicked the ball. It was didn't matter what down it was. You just you didn't ever kick the ball. So I never Perfect tried. Perfect job. <laughs> Would you be competitive? Would you have a shot at becoming the kicker of the Sprayberry High School Yellow Jackets? I, you know, Greg Lee went out for the team, so uh, and and he made the team, and they never kicked, but he was on there. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we used to mess around kicking the footballs, and you kick them pretty far, but there's a lot more to it than just having a strong leg, of course. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, you're you're talking about the virtual stuff. So, is the is the hypothesis that the teams that have the most fluid teams that haven't had free agencies, drafts, all these different things that change it, are they going to be ready to roll quicker in the NFL when the season gets geared up because they're not doing their OTAs? Is that how it's going to work? I think so. I think mm -hmm. especially especially if you have a quarterback who's, who's like a real veteran who's been around, he doesn't need as much sort of ramp up to get ready for something. And I think guys like Tua are going to be way behind the curve, you know, any, any newcomer of any kind, anybody switching teams, any rookies. Right? I mean, how do you – you can't do most of the things that you get to do in the offseason. Right, right. Uh, I hope they have a season. I got so excited watching the draft. I'd be really disappointed if we just – if we can't get there for whatever reason, you know. I, I think they'll – I think there'll be a season. I don't know about the fans, but I think there'll be a season. Yep. We are, we are in agreement on that. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much money involved in it. And exactly. between the, gam yeah. the gambling and the – and the fact that it's professional means something crazy happens. Not every lawyer is lined up to sue because you've already signed your life away. Like college football is a different thing, right? Like if the fans come to the first college football game and a kid gets sick and dies, then you're you're opening yourself up for a lot of uh, liability stuff. But in the pro stuff, I mean, you've already you're already killing yourself slowly. <laughs> so so much more dependent on the live experience as a moneymaker and as a, an activity. Whereas, I mean, if you think about it, the ratio of pro TV to live is way skewed. I mean, if I don't go to yes. pro games most times in a year. So if they played them all on TV and I couldn't go to the stadium, it really wouldn't change my experience of a season that much. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to imagine a no football season to have no fantasy and no DraftKings and no, none of that. It's kind of hard to, we should get a bunch of famous people to have like a uh, like a whole season arc of Madden where they teams play each other and we can all gamble on that. That'd be fun. If we had. <laughs> Lacroix, well, what you, you broke up for a second. Can you? What about the impact of the players that were drafted for 
fantasy. Like all these teams, like, you know, the Colts took Jonathan Taylor. So Marlon Mack becomes just another running back now. He's a, he's a running back by committee. Yeah, that's right. We got to sink our teeth into all that stuff and figure out what happened. But, yeah, and I think that's true with – there's several of these big shot – rookie wide receivers that come in and take a big portion of uh, targets away from the established studs, right? Um, yeah, I think receiving take, still takes a little bit of time to get up to speed because you're still learning, like, maybe running backs too. But, like, you know, DeAndre Swift, the Lions took him. He's incredible. Like, granted, we're biased. Georgia. Go Dogs. Like, but, yeah, but, like, you know, you had on Johnson in a keeper league, and that changes what you're thinking about doing with him in a keeper league. Yeah, it's, yeah, and the Rams got a running back, and that changes, you know. That's yeah, like Cam Akers. He's 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 the Florida State kid. He's phenomenal too. That's definitely the biggest impact is running back. The you know first one, two, three round running backs that go to teams. They change the dynamic immediately for fantasy, right? It's this this year's draft. The first running back went the very last pick to the Kansas City Chiefs, number thirty-two. Right. They, they were – I was watching the 2005 draft uh, three days ago, and Auburn's two running backs went in the top three. It's right. like the, the devaluing like valuing of running backs. It's – you have to – I mean, for the poor running backs, like nobody cares about him anymore. They just get lobbed in the second, third, fourth round, even like the stars. Well, I mean, if, if you're a – if I'm a GM, <clears throat> that's what I'm doing. I mean, I'd, I'd rather – take a swing at finding an Alvin Kamara than pay Todd Gurley a giant amount of money. And then he's got a knee problem and then you're stuck, you know? So yeah. I, I get it. I, I totally see why they steer away from running backs. I think I would, I, that's, that would be one of the things I would do. I would spend money on edge rushers and defensive backs and get a killer quarterback and then fill in the spots wherever else you can. I don't know. Um, all right, gents. Anything else we need to cover? What else do we do? I want to talk about. Oh, what is are the are, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to be a thing? We got Gronk added. We got Brady. We've got a ridiculous number of weapons. They had a good draft. Are they really a thing that we need to worry about? Yeah, there's three games. Three games. Three games or four. That's it. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? He's got to be out of shape. Oh. I just no, think they'll use him really selectively. I just think he'll play he'll play ten downs a game. Okay, well they can stretch him out doing that, yeah. Yeah, maybe that. You just put him on it's just a, he's a goal line receiver basically, you know. You but just put him in, in the last few yards, a couple of trick plays. He's not really old yet. He's just had back issues and he's been gone for a year, right? No. Remember how remember how he looked running yeah. last year? He looked terrible. Yeah, he did. That's right. Right. Yeah. Do you think do you think partying has healed his body? <laughs> <laughs> it's vodka shots and porn stars have helped straighten him out. He's probably back. Why would he want to go back to playing football after that? I can't imagine. You're golden. Stay where you are. It's a good point. It does sound hard to be good at football. It's a lot of work, man. Make straight to red box action movies like Howie Long did when he retired, you know? Like what are you killing yourself for? Yeah, because doesn't does isn't he doing wrestling? He's got some belt in the he won. yeah the wrestling thing. Whatever that is. He won. Although I guess he can't do a Gronk cruise for a while. You know, you got to take a hit that way. <laughs> you got to go. He was having people tested way before COVID. 
<laughs> you wanna you wanna hear some uh, Facebook stuff here before we? Absolutely. All right. Uh, thought Scott Greer wants to know thoughts on From to the Bills. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I'm surprised I, he fell as far as he did, but I guess he's. I'm a fan. I think he's been playing in big competition, big bright lights, and been good for years. So I think that's worth a lot. But I guess I understand that he didn't, he doesn't have the huge arm. He didn't flash as being spectacular enough. Um, but I'm surprised he fell as far as he did. What do you think, Andres? Yeah, so it was, it was a weird thing because it was Eason who from beat Eason out for the job. Eason had but to Eason, Yeah, but Eason's six foot five, looks the part, has a stronger arm. Uh, from went later than everybody thought. And then when the Bills drafted him, I thought that's actually a perfect spot. Their backup is, who is a Matt Barkley, who's terrible. So yeah. you, you got a backup. If he, if he ends up ever being better than a backup, they can do what the Patriots did, which they did with um, Garoppolo and what's the other, the Jacoby Brissett, right? And you deal him and get something for him. I'm guessing, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it's a good match for him there. I think that's a good place for him to be. He's he's not going to be a starter right away and go to a team that's emerging. And, hey, they've got a quarterback that runs around a lot. You know, he's more likely to be injured than your average bear. So um, I'm rooting for Fromm. I think he's I think he's served Georgia well, and he's been fun to watch. So, But we'll see. He, he does – he sort of projects as a, you know, a lifetime backup, right? He'll be the – 50th best quarterback in the NFL in a few years? Is that what we think? Yeah, probably. And Eason ended up in a perfect spot because the Colts got him. So he sits behind Rivers, who has, what, one year left, two years, whatever the number half, is. And he, half, half a year. Half, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had this – I had this. I've got a buddy who's a big Colts fan. I had this debate with him, and I said he didn't like the Rivers pickup. And he said, I would have taken Dalton. I would have taken Cam. I would have taken James. I would have – what do you, Aaron, how would you rank all those? <laughs> Cam, Jameis, Rivers, Dalton. Okay. Where's Dalton go this year? I can't even argue with that as much as I would like to. <laughs> uh, Dalton? Dalton? Where's he go? Where is he now? Is he a free agent? I no, he's still there. Where he is and let him play the first four games. Oh, he's still in Cincinnati. So it'll yeah, be like – yeah, maybe, maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he gets beat out by Burrow. Maybe he does play a couple games, but he's not going to have as long a rope as Eli because he hasn't won any Super Bowls. He's a perfect bridge. We'll leave him right where he is. But it, he might yeah. be worth enough on the market that they have to move him, right? If the Patriots come calling, some team like that, right? Well, he could totally play New England. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not, they're going to they're gonna play good defense and run the ball. They have so few weapons on offense. Yeah, they just plug in a system quarterback and they're good to go. He's yeah. he's better than Matt Castle, right? They they won eleven games or something with Matt Castle. Castle yeah. was tall. <laughs> I praise <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we got any other Facebook questions over there, Aaron? Uh, we had some input on the uh, the pot issue uh, somebody said that you get a fine but there's no suspension oh it's like living in minneapolis <laughs> yeah pretty much um, 
That's mm. having trouble circulating through the rest of the comments right now, but that's uh, like into the HOV lane. That's that's nothing. That's an easy fix. So basically, weed's just really expensive for NFL players. Yeah, that's fine. That's, right. that's a ten thousand dollar joint. Yeah, that's no <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Well, thanks for coming and doing this. This is awesome. Uh, let's do the plugs again. Uh, Nowhere Comedy Club. Uh, me, head full headline set. This kind of a format. Uh, right in your living room if you're in a town that I don't come to or if you're in a hospital bed or you just want to have a night of comedy without having to go out somewhere which you can't <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, it's the perfect match it's a nice way to support the comics who can't be uh, working there's a lot of great comics on this lineup Greg Proops and Mike Kaplan and uh, Chris Bowers and it's uh they're getting some really nice names uh Ida Rodriguez um what'd you Mary say Santora? oh go ahead i don't know mary santora is on that lineup too she's very oh, funny oh cool yeah so come check it out that's nowherecomedyclub.com my show is on the seventh there's plenty of other shows on there all the time uh fantasy throwback right here wednesday nights uh join the patreon come enjoy uh quick snaps the podcast and if you come and give us a little dough we'll uh we'll do a bunch of things including invite you here to the panel here at uh quick snaps roundtable uh, so big thanks to uh, Eddie for being a part of the support there. Um, what thanks else? for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it, Eddie. We really do. Um, and, and thanks to all of our supporters to keep uh, keep the lights on. We got we got a brand new light here. I got I got a light. <laughs> See in my glasses, I got a new ring light. Oh oh oh, it's very exciting. Nineteen dollars. Look, I'm all ready to go. <laughs> I'm really excited about the backdrop, man. You, you're really stepping up your game here. <laughs> It's, it looks to me like it's a little much, but I'll watch it later and we'll discuss. <laughs> um, anything else we need to plug, Aaron? Anything else we need to cover while we're here? Support the post office, write some letters, buy some stamps, and <laughs> Fireside Craps the Deuce is going to win a Grammy, so go buy it. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell them the name of the kid that's going bananas right now. J.L. Covan. You've seen him. You've seen him out there. You see the 20 second clips, the two minute clips of him doing Trump. He's really funny. I watched a few the other day. He's the writing's pretty good too, man. And the voice is ridiculously good. No writing, all freestyle off the dome. It's uh, it's well done stuff. So yeah, no, he's very you, funny. But I I freaked him out one time. You uh, did? We were uh, yeah. He's, we were having lunch, and then we got to talking about James Franco. And at some point, I was like, oh, I would burn his house down. He has that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you? Do you want to go? I mean, I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be a little bit alarming, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's a good uh, dude. Yeah, very funny. Very smart guy. Yeah, he's doing well, so good for him. And he and uh, he and I were two of your first albums ever, right? On uh, You Lucky Dog. We were top, what, two or three? One and two, yeah. One, one and, and two. two. Okay, yep. all right, even yep. more. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate your support. I uh, hope you got what you needed from your uh, fantasy, uh, uh, from your real life draft or your real life teams. And uh, we'll talk to you about football as we go. Uh, hopefully, we'll be have some more football news here soon, and uh, we'll see what happens. And Aaron and I will also probably do some non-football stuff in the offseason as well. So we'll get with you. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later. All right, I stopped the Facebook Live. We can uh, wrap it up and chat briefly here as, as a team. Thank you guys for doing it. Thanks, Eddie, for jumping on last minute. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you guys are funny. Thanks, Eddie. Joining us late, <laughs> late in the process. When's Brian going to do an album?
Ah. I was supposed to record uh, next month with Doug Benson at Acme, and I was gonna, you know, Aaron and I were gonna get it all set up, and then I don't know if oh, it's gonna okay. happen. Just because oh, the show's not on the uh, DLM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. It was end of June, so if if they open the club up in some limited capacity, I'm gonna use the opportunity to. They have a recording system in the club now, so you can just hit record and see if we get some interesting stuff. Yeah. Okay, it could be cool. a cool vibe for an album in a weird way if it's like a third capacity pandemic. Everyone's wearing masks. I don't know. That could be something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've been I've been saying that like it sucks right now that nobody can do comedy but there's going to be some all-time moments coming out of this like when people are hungry for it to get back to it and it's it's going to be interesting there'll be some electric shows for sure don't you yeah think? but there's going to be some shitty shows for like two weeks while oh, everybody sure. knocks the rust off yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be some like all-time classic moments that come out of this mm. from comedy to music to to everything man like yeah if people aren't fucking working on their art right now when are they going to do it so mm. Step up your shit. Let's go. Wow. I'm not scolding you. I'm just saying, <clears throat> not not you. No, I know. I completely agree. Yeah. That's I just think point. it's time to it's time to step up and fucking like be as good as you can be right now because you don't have any excuses anymore. I'm trying, but I'm holding a toddler. I'm not talking to you. I'm speaking in general. <laughs> I don't have any days off from holding a toddler. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> At least I could go to Indianapolis for three days and get a fucking break. <laughs> I know. That's a, this is a different lifestyle altogether, huh? I love that kid, man. She's great. Just every day is a lot. Yeah. The cute kid. No daycare. Uh, all right, James. I'm going to go down and take care of that kid. Uh, thank you all very much, and uh, we'll do more of this stuff. We'll keep all your uh, faces in the game here going down. Yeah, there. great to see everybody. Yeah, you, you too. too. Awesome. See you, fellas. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.